There's nothing good about you getting a Neuralink plugged into the back of your head. There's nothing good about you becoming a part of the internet of things. You're not just a thing that's going to become a part of the internet of things. There's nothing good about it. There's nothing great about it. Because you know why? It will be an absolute invasion of your free will and of your autonomy and privacy as a human being. They are, is an onslaught on your soul at the moment, folks. They are changing language. They are changing language. Why do you think they want to take man out of the dictionary? Anyone heard of that? They're all saying, oh, no, it's feminists. It's just a feminism thing. Man reminds them of the toxic masculinity that has, has deprived them of their, their equal state on the earth. That's not what it's about. You see, because we shouldn't even be using the word human. We should be using the word man. Are you with me? Man. Humanism in itself is a religion. It is the religion of self. We have to be careful how they use language to confuse us. They're going to try to destabilize us. So what are they doing right now? They're pulling away at the fabric of society. They're pulling at uh, all the different little strands that God has put in place that keeps this place safe and keeps your mind sane. If they can pull enough of the foundation away, you will be in absolute uh, a mixing bowl of confusion. The Bible calls that Babylon. The Bible says in the end times, Babylon, the one that was wounded, the slight head wound, will return and will come back in the end times and will rule and reign again. What is Babylon? Who is Babylon? Now, the second time around, the Bible calls it Mystery Babylon. So it's not a designated place like Babylon back in the day in, in the scriptures in the Middle East. It is now a spirit. It is now a belief system. It is now an attitude that will govern the planet. Babylon cannot just come to you as a person and say, you will now stop believing in God, creator, man, man's authority, this, that, what, whatever. They have to destabilize it in a deceitful way. Turn to the person next to you and say, the devil will never show you his, his teeth. The Bible says, he always comes through the guise of deception. Amen? He comes through as a wolf in sheep's, sheep's clothing. So what he's going to do is, what does a sheep do with other sheep? Hey, buti, how's it going? You know, we, we, we bump wool together, you know, and we're part of each other. And let's go for a drink down there. The shepherd's taking us that way. That's how they're going to get in. They're going to get into the church. Yeah. They're going to get into civilization. They're going to get into your families. How? Education. You gain education, universities. They're going to get in. How? Wolves in sheepskin. You're not going to tell the difference unless you know the Holy Spirit for yourself. You need to know him more than you know yourself at this time. So the deception is coming. It is here. It is here. Did you know, just an example, I've got two videos I want to play because we want to set this up. We're going to chat about stuff. Are you guys okay with this? Okay. Turn to the person next to you and say, the gospel is simple. The gospel will set my, my soul free. But sometimes it's hard to handle. 
Amen? We can't tell you everything's going to be peaches and cream out there, guys, because it's not. The peaches are fraught and the cream is old. Are you with me? So we've got to prepare you. So they're coming in in sheep's clothing, wolves in sheep's clothing, and they are slowly going to try and disintegrate everything that you believe in who you are and who God is. Are you with me? How are they doing this? Changing language, changing belief systems. Did you know, okay, now we have, as a whole, we have the church getting ready. I mean, they're talking about the church, the body of Christ. The body of Christ is going to be the most deceived unfortunately, because the Bible speaks of an end-time world church, one church. You see, education has already uh, set us up for that, because theory of evolution, Charles Darwin, 1800s, 1900s, there was an explosion in the universities that we actually called it the age of enlightenment. Young, vibrant Christian people flocked to universities to get a sense of value. Why? Because they had been pulling away from the old world. This is considered old-fashioned. So we had a revolution in science. We jumped in medicine. We jumped in engineering. We had an industrial revolution. So the whole world was like, wow, advancement of the human being. Went into the universities, got enlightenment, studied, studied, studied. And while they were giving their hearts over to it, there was nothing wrong with it. Because God does want us to advance, but never without Him. So the whole world was, was lured in to the universities. And the universities is where it all began. They started bringing in theories of evolution, saying that you come from tadpoles. Everybody go, ah. See, you, uh, ribbit, ribbit. You are not from a frog. I want to see any of you get in your belly and jump out of this room over here. Okay? So it began, I'm going to make it light now and then. So it began in the age of enlightenment. The whole world, the industrial revolution, boom. Man got enlightened, and guess what? We had this explosion, and man started reaching out towards humanism. Humanism started leaving theology behind. It was a new religion. Science was the, new, was the birth of a new era. We were going to send men to the moon. We were going to heal diseases, all sicknesses, all these kinds of things that had been plaguing people. Jesus had been doing that from the beginning. But now he was not good enough anymore. And it's always the case of the people flock to where the masses go. Are you with me? Trends. You are very unique, but you're not original. Because I can tell you right now, some of you are dressing like people you've seen in your magazines. Some of you, are, you speak like your, your parents or your best friends and you use gestures. You're not 100% original, but you are unique. So unfortunately, if you don't know who you are in God, when there is a trend, when there is an explosion of, of something that looks like the advancement of self, you can easily get swept away with it. So in the 1800s, 1900s, everybody flocked to get this enlightenment. Then they brought in a new religion. They call it the theory of evolution. And guess what the theory of evolution is? It is a diminishing of who you are. It's taking man as the erdogan of this earth, bringing him down to the same level as creation. You are the crown of creation. So now what they're doing is they're taking away your rights and they're giving your rights to rivers and flowers and parks. And their lie is 
that global warming is consuming us. It's gotten so bad that just this month, folks, I can show you a video. Would you like to see it? You don't have to take my word for it. That the Pope, Hindus, Buddhists, Christians, Jews, and Muslims got together on Mount Sinai. And you know what they did? They reenacted. They took the Ten Commandments and they threw it on the floor and they broke them. And when they broke the Ten Commandments, you know what they lifted up? They lifted up a green, a new tablet called the New Green Commandments. Now, you must understand something. The heart of paganism, what is paganism? Can anyone tell me? Paganism is worship of creation. Paganism is worship of the trees, the spirit of the bear, and the spirit of the this, and the tokoloshi, or whatever you want to go, I don't know. South African paganism. <laughs> South African version of paganism. Are you with me? And what they are doing is, okay, through, uh, through paganism, see, paganism was abolished through, through God's people. God said to the Israelites, wipe them out. You don't want to leave one of them alive because they're going to come back. They're going to be a thorn in your flesh. Destroy them. Yeah. God wasn't being merciless. God was being merciful to his people. When he said, go out and kill every single one of those people in the Old Testament, remember, Jesus hadn't come yet. He was, get rid of them because they will be a thorn in your flesh in time to come. And when you read through the scriptures, you will see Israel was at a peak with God, and then they would get mixed with the Moabites, Ammonites, Amorites, Mosquito Bites, everything. It would just be a cycle. And they would... Worship God, worship idols. Go back to God, go back to idols. And every time there would be punishment. There would be, and it's not punishment from God. It's punishment they brought on themselves for worshiping dead gods, false gods, fallen angels. Are you with me? It's coming again. It's here. Yeah. We're going to play a video. You see, because the Bible speaks of a one-world government, a one-world church, a one-world financial system, and that's where the Bible says that the mark of the beast will come in and you will not be able to buy or sell without it. But before that takes place, there needs to be an erosion of the old world and a bringing in of the new world. They call it the new world order. Anyone heard of that? Anyone follow this stuff? Anyone know what we're talking about? Okay. A new world order where you will own nothing and they'll own everything and you're supposedly going to be very happy. Okay, so we're going to play a video because you must understand, guys, we play, we, 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 in this church, I said we a lot of times there, but in this church, we focus on something. And this is what we focus on. We say this all the time in discipleship school. You must have a balance of the spirit and of the word. If you have too much word and no spirit, you're going to be prideful and puffed up. You will not hear God's voice. He says, I resist a prideful guy, okay? Prideful man. If you have too much spirit and no word, you are going to be tossed to and fro. You might be able to hear the voice of God. You might be able to flow with the Holy Spirit here and there. But because you do not know the word that describes the character of the spirit that you sometimes connect with, Every other doctrine will, t will toss you to and fro because you have no anchor. Are you with me? 
You need both a balance of the word and a balance of the spirit so that you can be right there in the middle and you can be a solid son and daughter of God that cannot be tossed around by new fads, new doctrines, new things or strange spirits. Mm. You can give God a round of applause for that. So we've been accused of not preaching the great revival in the end time. We've been accused by folks, big churches, big churches, they've heard us online and, and have been given a bit of a stick saying, but you don't believe in revival. You don't believe in the end time revival. I'm very skeptical of the end time revival. You know, first of all, because it doesn't say so in the Bible. So number one is if it's not in the word, I don't follow it. And if it's not in the word, I don't preach it. Amen. It says it's going to get darker. But don't worry. God's plan for his children, nobody will snatch you out of his hands. He has a flight booked. And then he has a return booked. It's got a return flight. It's amazing. And then when he comes back, he says 1,000 years of righteous millennial reign by the son himself. No more corruption. No more corruption. So I'm going to play a video because you need to see, and this guy put this video together so well, I had to play it. You're going to see how the end time church is possibly going to become, not possibly, it's going to be misled to fall into a belief system that will be science, religion, AI, Buddhism, uh, Christianity, uh, uh, the papacy, which is the Pope and his connections, um, Hinduism, they're all going to come together under one banner called humanism. And guess what? There will be a revival amongst them, and they will accept the Antichrist. Not the Antichrist. Antichrist means someone who just stands against. The A-N-T-E Christ, not A-N-T-R. He is the one instead of the original. They will receive him, and he will be the one filled possessed by the devil himself they've been waiting for us they've been planning it they've had thousands of years it's happening the bible wrote it the bible warned us we are here it is now are you ready are you ready listen i'm not standing up here for my health i'm standing up here because i love you i could do i could go play golf on a sunday with david only him do you know how many sundays of golf I've missed in my life <laughs> for you, Oaks. <laughs> I could go and learn how to build a car at Mark's house on a Sunday. <laughs> but I'm here because I love you. He's here because he loves you. He's here because he loves you. Amen. And we don't want you to be sheep without a shepherd. Amen? Amen? Let's play the video and we're going to chat a little bit after this. And that's why I have the panel of professionals here with me this morning. <laughs> Listen carefully, please don't talk, please don't sit on your phone. In 2011, a major revelatory shift took place. Into my living room walked these YWAM wild men, and they begin to prophesy there's coming a shift to the call, and it will not just be fasting and prayer, but the proclamation of the gospel. Signs and wonders and stadiums will be filled and Billy Graham's mantle's coming on the nation. And then they said, the call is gonna lead to the send. And it struck me, maybe the call is a forerunner 
brand new Jesus knew were coming. It put me in shock that I knew it had a time period to look to the place and time when Billy Graham would die. At that moment, a massive shift's coming, and it will not just be John the Baptist, it will be Jesus the Evangelist is going to fill stadiums in America. Sounds exciting, right? Now, during a recent panel discussion involving Lou Engel, Bill Johnson, and Benny Hinn, a question was asked concerning what hinders the flow of God's Spirit, and listen to the answer given. I was going to ask Pastor Benny, but I'll... Go ahead. I'll, Go ahead. Yeah? Yeah, we'll move back to Bill with Dave. I think out of the whole panel, um, you're so uh, gifted in many different ways. I want to ask Pastor Benny, whenever I've seen you, your whole meeting seems totally based around the flow of the presence of God and the glory of God. Everything that you do is about the Spirit of God, you know, flowing in that service. Tell me uh, three things that uh, you found that hinder that. Everything three okay? that would hinder God's presence. Yes. Well, I mean, I talked about the importance of atmosphere. Uh, if there is no atmosphere, it would hinder it. I'm serious, because it kills faith. Many churches, listen, listen, great ministries have been killed by small crowds. Because you have to have the excitement of a crowd. Are you seeing this? The message is, you have to have excitement and big crowds. Otherwise, it supposedly hinders the Spirit of God. Many churches, listen, listen, great ministries have been killed by small crowds. Because you have to have the excitement of a crowd. Because you have to have the excitement of a crowd. We believe this day something will transfer and bring us into, I believe, worldwide transition into the greatest Jesus movement we have ever seen. Now listen to this important, inspired statement from the book The Great Controversy. Before the final visitation of God's judgments upon the earth, there will be, among the people of the Lord, such a revival of primitive godliness as has not been witnessed since apostolic times. At that time, many will separate themselves from those churches in which the love of this world has supplanted love for God and His Word. The enemy of souls desires to hinder this work, and before the time for such a movement shall come, he will endeavor to prevent it by introducing a counterfeit. In those churches which he can bring under his deceptive power, he will make it appear that God's special blessing is poured out. There will be manifest what is thought to be great religious interest. Multitudes will exult that God is working marvelously for them 
when the work is that of another spirit. Under religious guise, Satan will seek to extend his influence over the Christian world. In many of the revivals which have occurred during the last half century, the same influences have been at work, to a greater or less degree, that will be manifest in the more extensive movements of the future. And what will happen? There is an emotional excitement, a mingling of the truth with the false, that is well adapted to mislead. Yet none need be deceived. In the light of God's word, it is not difficult to determine the nature of these movements. Wherever men neglect the testimony of the Bible, turning away from those plain, soul-testing truths, which require self-denial and renunciation of the world, there we may be sure that God's blessing is not bestowed. Because you have to have the excitement of a crowd. This false excitement is going to bring about false signs and wonders, and Satan is going to use this to make the world think that God is behind the revival, and use it to unite the professed Christian world together in this ecumenical movement. We have far more in common than what divides us. When you talk about Pentecostals, Charismatics, Evangelicals, uh, Fundamentalists, Catholics, Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, on, on and on and on. Well, they would all say, we believe in the Trinity, we believe in the Bible, we believe in the resurrection, we believe salvation is through Jesus Christ. These are the big issues. But the most important thing is, if you love Jesus, we're on the same team. The unity that I think we would see realistically is not a structural unity, but a unity of mission. One of my favorite days in my life was with Pope Francis. What a man, he's one of my heroes. And this is what he's all about, this whole thing. That's one of the things that got me so on fire about it. And I am on fire. Friends, these are false prophets and false preachers who are preaching a false Jesus. And Satan is using them to bring about a false revival to cause the world to worship the papal beast of Rome. God said the following would happen in the last days. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils, working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth, and of the whole world, to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. The dragon is Satan, the beast is the papal church of Rome, and the false prophet is apostate Protestantism. And these three are coming together to deceive the whole world into worshiping a false Jesus, which will be Satan himself. Uh, I, I, I saw um, the Grand Canyon, and on one side was a people group, and on the other side was a people group, and I saw a seal shut. 
I just saw the whole Grand Canyon seal shut, and I don't know what the people groups are. I don't know if it's countries. I don't know if it's religions. I don't know what it is. But I was just with Leif Hetland, and his was his calling is to go to the Muslim community and to help us to understand Ishmael. You know, so it's Isaac and Ishmael. So for him, it's like Jewish and Muslims, or for us, and Muslims. Do you have a calling to to close a gap and an authority? To, does this make sense at all? Is this making any sense? Catholics and evangelicals. And are you actively doing this? Is there something you're working on? Okay, so this is like a big deal. This is for real. Okay, so this is huge. Okay, so so something's gonna happen like now. I don't know when now is, but like now. I hear the word now. That's gonna move it forward and build trust for you to do it in other environments in a huge way. Praise the Lord together. Yes. Let us praise the Lord together. Catholics, evangelicals, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Bishop O'Connell is here with me. Please say hello. Bishop David O'Connell, I love you, Jesus. Thank you for bringing us all together again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. But we will not have revival until we have reconciliation. Pope Francis is the perfect example of this. He is, a, he is doing everything right. As, as our new pope, he was very, very symbolic in, you know, his first mass with people of aid. In fact, there's a headline here in Orange County, and I love the headline. I saved it. It said, if you love Pope Francis, you'll love Jesus. <laughs> that was the headline? That was the headline. Oh. It was the headline. I saved it. I showed it to a group of priests I was uh, speaking to a while back. Yeah. I love that. I mean, just imagine a true movement of unity, not just uniting people like you, but the whole church rallying together. Catholics and Lutherans and, and Evangelicals and Charismatics literally rallying across the nation saying, you know what, we may not say the same things, but we're on the same team. I believe that the Catholic Church and the Christian Church, we're going to come together right now. Jesus, God, for a mighty baptism on the Catholic Church, God, Jesus' name, thank you for a massive baptism on the Catholic Church, I thank you for the fire of heaven in Jesus' name, God, I thank you in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. The protest is over. This was brought about by Spirit-filled Pope and Spirit-filled Lutherans that got together in the Holy Ghost. Now, take a good look at that picture. The night before, we had a dinner together before we met with, the, with Pope Francis the next day. That many evangelicals in one room. <laughs> uh, folks, you don't get it. I'm telling you one thing. If all of us Christians come together, 
The next shows we'll do will be in heaven. Amen. Jesus will But it won't be the Son of God whom they accept. It will be Satan impersonating the second coming of Christ. And this is what Satan is doing with uniting all the churches. He is preparing them for his appearing as the false messiah. When he appears as an angel of light, doing great wonders and miracles among the people, and those who unite with Babylon will be fully taken by the deception and be forever lost. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. Friends, if you think we have much to fear from the world, I am telling you, we have much more to fear from within the churches, as this is where the greatest deceptions are coming from, and this is where the greatest persecution will come from, from the churches of Babylon. Please seek the truth and come out of the fallen churches. God is calling you. Friends, I urge you, as well as your own personal Bible study with the Lord, to read this amazing book called The Great Controversy. All things that are taking place. Okay. Now, for a lot of for baby Christians, that might be a little bit confusing to watch because you're thinking, but they're all coming together in the name of Jesus, right? And love is the banner. <clears throat> okay. The Bible says we will know them by their fruits. At the moment, the Pope has just recently taken all those different religions to the Mount Sinai, broken the Ten Commandments. Does that, does that sound like good fruit? Secondly, the Pope has invited Muslims to come into the cathedrals and to read from the Quran. Go check it out. I'm not making this up. They are bringing everybody together in the name of love. <clears throat> so let me explain something to you. Your idea of love and my idea of love is not the same as the love in the Bible. Okay, see, our idea of love might be a feeling, but love in the Bible is actually a person. He says, I am love. Now, love himself and love itself holds together the world and how it functions. Love, out of an expression of himself, love created man and created woman. Love out of his expression, love is the highest intelligence of the universe, and love that holds this whole thing together says, a man cannot sleep with a man. Hello? It says that a woman should not lay with a woman. A woman should not lay with a beast. Are you, are you listening to me? We've got to understand what love is and who love is before we all come together under love. Because right now under the banner of love, we have people standing on the pulpit and saying homosexuality is accepted by God. We are saying that the Muslims and the Christians, true Christians, believe the same God and the same word. 
They do not believe Jesus is their Lord and Savior. They believe Jesus is merely just a prophet. Muhammad chose one out of 150,000 gods to be the god of the Muslims. And they called him Allah. It was an idol. We do not believe in the same thing. So we can come together and we can say, hey, my brother, my gay brother, I love you. Yes, we love them. We love them with all our hearts. But we do not leave them in that place. We stand in the truth and we say, brother, I love you, but the thing that is destroying you is your feelings and your, and your feelings-based lifestyle that you're living. You're not living, you're not lining your feelings up with the word, the truth of love. Are you with me? So we are getting a mixed, a mixed bag. That guy said at the end of the video, he said, the churches of Babylon. See, you can only get the churches of Babylon in an end time revival if they all agree on something. And for all of them to agree on something, they're going to have to, they're going to have to accept other things from other belief systems and other gods. Are you with me? How can a Christian, although that we are saved through the instrumentality of the Jews as we have learned in the book of Romans and through the scriptures, we cannot agree with the Jews. The Jews rejected our Savior. Even God himself separates the, the, the believers from the Jews in the scriptures. If you've been on discipleship school, you've seen. When God looks down at the earth, he sees the Gentiles, he sees the Jews, and he sees the church. Are you with me? So what's happening is, guys, like I said, if you are so spirit-based, so feeling-based, and you don't know the Spirit of God, you're going to get swept away with all the big concerts, the big churches, the big filled-up stadiums, where they're bringing everybody together under the banner of love, but they do not know the character of love himself. That's right. Love himself, who set this planet in place. He set up the spiritual laws, the physical laws, the laws of you, that guard your heart and your soul. The laws that guard our society. Do you understand? You see what's happening. Slowly but surely, they're eroding creation. It's standard. It's way it was set up so that they can bring in a new world. You cannot bring in a new world when you have people that have been following religion, a religion, or what they would call a religion, a God for thousands and thousands of years. With the best-selling book for thousands and thousands of years. You're not going to be able to bring in a new world that you want until you get rid of this one. How do you get rid of this one? You change the laws and the times. Yeah. What does the scripture say? It says, in the last days, he will change the laws. We can go on forever, guys. We can go on forever about how if we go with the flow here, we're going straight into the jaws of the deceiver. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing that's going to save you is if you know the spirit and you know the word. Mm. I was speaking to a guy yesterday, uh, and he was, he was explaining to me, because uh, we went to a men's meeting, and uh, one of the guys that was there, he was saying to me, you know, um, he loves moving with the Spirit. And uh, I said to him, it's awesome. We must move with the Spirit. 
but we must know who the Spirit is. Because you're going to get some guy who stands up here behind the pulpit, and if he doesn't explain the Holy Spirit through the Scripture, how he works, how he moves, what he looks like, and what he does, you're going to get caught up in every other spirit. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. At this moment, guys, New Age Christianity, progressive Christianity, have you guys heard of it? It's the next, it's a new move. Progressive Christianity. Move away from the old stuff. Let's open ourselves up to It's New Age. And New Age is going to allow in what? A new spirit. And it's not going to be the spirit of, of God. It's not going to be the Holy Spirit. You need to know the Holy Spirit's voice. You need to know the Holy Spirit's leading. You need to know His character. Yeah. His character would never accept a man sleeping with a man. Not because He hates them. Because it's against the creation that he established here. Yeah, that's right. No life comes from it. If you really go and study out homosexuality, you will see that it's a form of death worship from Babylon. Where the seed of a man go okay, we're all adults here. Okay. The seed of a man which represents life. The seed enters and doesn't enter into the woman's womb, which is life. It goes from a man into a man's uh, um, waist area, and the waist overpowers the life, and what do you have? Death worship. This is, the, this is where this stuff comes from. It comes from sick, satanic gods that used to rule and reign on this planet years ago. It's not changed. Nothing's changed. It's all just the same stuff. Yeah. It's getting repackaged. And then we have these guys saying, we need excitement of crowds. We need revival through people. Listen here. I'm telling you right now, you don't need me. You don't need him, 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 her, anyone to have a revival with God. You can go into your bedroom, close the door, and you can have revival. Come on. Amen. 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 <laughs> yes. We don't need these. We don't need any of this stuff. You weren't created for all this stuff. Yeah. You were created for that connection with God and then to take that into each other. We're not codependent on each other. We're not codependent on pastors. We're not codependent on any system in the world. You were created in the likeness and image of God and you've got to believe that. Amen. They're coming to take that away from you. You saw what the guy said last week. He said... There's no real plan or purpose for humans on this planet. Yeah. They're just hackable animals. I think we should hack him. I don't know. Not with a computer. With an axe. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no just to show some love here, guys. Listen, yeah, we, we are. But are, are you with me? So deception is coming, and listen, guys, it's not coming in people in black suits, military-style position, um, calling out satanic, satanic seances and satanic verses over you. It's not coming like that. Mm. It's coming in your pulpit. It's coming as your brothers and sisters dressed up in sheep, and they're going to slowly change the way you think. Yeah. what you believe and then eventually you won't know the difference between the Holy Spirit moving in a service or a Kundalini spirit moving in the service you anyone know what the Kundalini spirit is 
I'll play you a video of people that went to India and you see the, 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 the Indian uh, priest, the Hindu priest touching people and you see them fall over, you see them shake, exactly like you see them in the church. But when the Holy Spirit touches you, He will touch you like that. But do you know you've been touched by the Holy Spirit or do you know you've been touched by the Kundalini Spirit? There are many spirits out there. How well do you know the Holy Spirit? Jesus died so that you could have the Holy Spirit. That's it. The Holy Spirit is your promise on this planet. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is the one that will keep you from hijackings. He'll keep you from death. He'll keep you from hurting yourself. He'll keep you from divorcing. He'll keep you and He will keep you safe and sound. If you don't know Him, you're in trouble. Mm. Anyone can get up here and say, hey man, we agree on all the big things. As long as we agree in the Trinity, we agree in Jesus is our Savior. My brother, you're so lost. You've lost the plot. You've forgotten what this is all about. Even the demons know that. <laughs> I'm speaking so much. God, please jump in. Yeah, yeah. so I was, I was waiting for a gap, but you were going to <laughs> see. On fire. Get to get it. <laughs> it's like, you know that awkward moment where I'm like... <laughs> and you know Just open, open up, guys. Questions. <laughs> questions. <laughs> Ask questions. <laughs> Please ask questions, but you know, the, 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 there's, there's going to be a multi-angle approach to the whole thing. You know, it's, it's going to be unbelievers, it's going to be the church, it's going to be Muslims, it's going to be everyone, right? And the, the important thing for believers, right, and, I, and I've had this on my heart for, for a good while now, because all of us here, you know, as much as we are believers, how many of you have family members who are believers but in different denominations, right? Incredibly frustrating, because it doesn't matter what denomination they're in, for some way or another, there is a rejection of Jesus on some level. And you're like, guys, how can you say you're a believer, right? And I'm telling you now, the thing is, you saw this video was Benny Hinn, right? You know, there's probably people sitting here, you don't have to be honest about it, but I know there's plenty believers in the world who think Benny Hinn is better than Jesus. It's the truth. They would, they would, they would put themselves on the floor and let Benny Hinn walk over them because they think he's something special, right? Now, I'm telling you this, and, and guys, heed this warning, because this is what the church is going to fall for, right? Every mainstream pastor that's out there deceiving right now has been packaged very well. Do you know why? Because he needs to appeal to you. He needs to agree to your watered-down definition of holiness and religion and love and good feeling. Are you with me? Your Fertix, your Smiths, your... What's that other guy's name? Uh, the, the, the Todd White here. You know, all these other, another Todd James, I don't know, whatever the names are, right? But the thing is this now, they're going to get you on your feelings, right? And the entire world has been desensitized to what truth is through feelings. Your truth. I feel like that. I mean, you mentioned the homosexuality thing. What, what, has, made, what has made the church uh, uh, um, compromise on all of that? Oh, no, we just want them to feel loved. Who says they're not loved? If we agree, if we disagree with what you're doing, who said we don't love you? Are you with me? And here's the thing about emotion. Emotion is just a side effect of your experience. It is circumstantial, changes based on belief, changes based on history, whatever. Emotions are just indicators of what's happening in your heart. Emotions are not truth. But what did this clown on the screen say? And I don't care, he is a clown. I'm sorry, right? All of them. Yeah. Okay, I'm okay, I'm sorry. Right. What did he say? You but need... you still love them. Yeah, I still love them. Jesus loves them. Jesus loves clowns. It's fine. All right? <laughs> but the thing is this. The thing is this. Um, what did he say? Your atmosphere. 
You need the emotional energy. You need all these things. He says, you need a crowd, you know? What's he doing? He's appealing to your emotions. He says, if you're not feeling a certain way, then it's not real. Now, that is a mechanic that exists, but it's not the truth we are called to walk in. Because you see, the truth that we are called to walk in is established regardless of how we're feeling. I feel like God's far away. It doesn't matter. The Bible says he's one spirit with you. You know, I feel, I feel, I feel very down today. It doesn't matter. It says you are redeemed with Christ. Can you guys see? And the thing is this, Christians who are caught up in these revival movements. Ah, Bethel's coming to the, when's Bethel coming? No. 23, January or something. There's a Bethel concert happening. Ooh, wait till, man, they're going to pack out those stadiums. Sheesh. Listen, I've been to Bethel concert. They are better on iTunes. Promise you. If you want to go for Bethel, go for iTunes. It's better. Because when you get there, do you know all, all, all it is? It's everyone, cry out to God. Come on, let's make God move. Excuse me. This is how they are getting Christians because the reality of Christ in you is so foreign that any person who comes up and says some nice words and plays some nice chords and gives something that looks like peace. Father, I pray for the baptism of the Catholics. What, what are you even praying, dude? God's going to come with a pool of water and say, in, the, in myself, in my son, in my spirits. What are you praying? Do you understand? It's all of these great sounding words and principles and ideas and philosophies. To what? To cause believers to reject the word of God. Guys, it's our only truth. We cannot be deceived. And I'm telling you now, yeah, and I'm telling you now as believers, don't protect preachers. Don't protect churches. Which preacher and which church died for you, huh? But you sit under a corrupt, crooked minister, someone who's putting you under condemnation your whole life, because what? Personal allegiance. Meanwhile, the one who gave his life for you, you reject because of this pastor, whoever he is. Guys, let's wake up. Let's wake up, because I'm telling you now, if you have allegiance to a pastor or a church and not to Jesus, when this whole sweeping happens, guess who's getting swept up with them? Hello? Are you guys with me? We got to be awake. We have to understand what's at play here. Let go of the story of faraway God and, you know, God, God works in mysterious ways. No, his ways are plain. It's a mystery to many of us because we still have to gain understanding, but the way he works is plain. Are you with me? The Bible tells us everything has been revealed in Christ. Amen? So when these guys start up, I'm telling you, you guys must get ready for a time of friction. You must get ready for a time of pressure. We saw it in 2020. We saw it in 2021. You want a good example? A brilliant example of what Bash is talking about is that, you know, um, the, Democratic, the Democrats ran America for, I think it was three terms, okay? So that's one whole generation of churchgoers because it's 15 years, okay? So what happened was they all worshiped together and there was no problem because at that time, Barack Obama, okay, was, was running uh, um, America. So everybody was like, oh, yeah, we have a good president, good government. We don't have any of these uh, uh, crazy religious types in, in government and all that kind of stuff. And they all worshiped together. But the day that uh, Donald Trump became president, churches split. The same people that were worshiping together now all of a sudden disagreed. Because they were like, 
hold on a second, he's, he's against this and this and this and that. But hold on a second, but, but we're both Christians. Oh, geez, who's right, who's wrong? They said there was a massive split in America in the churches because all of a sudden somebody stood for something except just humanism. So, listen, I'm not a supporter of Donald Trump or whatever. He's just a man. But what he did do was he brought prayer back into the schools. You were allowed to pray in school again. And all of a sudden, everyone was like, Christians in the churches who have been worshiping together. But isn't that going to offend our Muslim friends? Ooh, interesting. So let's see who you really are in Jesus now. And there were many other policies that he brought back into society. Are you, are you with me? And all of a sudden, the church that has been watered down and lulled into this complacent walk, where it's all about our feelings, all of a sudden America got divided into two. They are the most divided today than they've ever been since the North and the South Civil War. Politicians are saying every day they are at the brink of a civil war at any moment. Why? Because the church fell asleep. For the last 40 years, 30 years, all you've heard in church is, go get blessed for your BMW. Give it 10% and God's going to hit you with a jackpot at the end of the month. <laughs> yeah. Blessings, blessings, blessings. You are blessed. What are you, wanting, what are you trying to get? The Bible says when a man is blessed, everything he touches turns to gold. But they weren't taught how to find the blessing in their heart anymore. The, the spirit of Babylon came into the church and commercialized even the church. Now everybody goes to church, even today. Sit down with a modern day Christian. Gen, Gen X to Gen Z. Sit down with them and ask them, do you fast? Are you crazy? But that's religious. Do you pray? Ah, uh, well, you know. No, uh, Prayer is conversation yeah. for me, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like when God and I just like have a cup of tea together. God doesn't drink tea. No, I'm joking. And you know what they do? Most of them will say, yes, I do fast. I do pray. I do give money. I do do all these things, serve in the church so that I can be blessed. Mm, 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 mm. What happened to the generation just before they won? where they would walk to church barefoot, expect nothing, and serve in a children's ministry where there's no roof in the church in the middle of this boiling hot sun, rain or shine, they'd be there to serve their brother and sister. Sure. That's gone, guys. The church has changed. It's been commercialized by the spirit of Babylon. Are you with me? Babylon is Christianity and religion dressed up Sorry, it's humanism dressed up as Christianity and religion. It's all it is. Yeah. Do you know if you want to go to the 33rd degree of masonry, you'll start off as a Christian, you advance to a humanist, and then you advance to full-blown Satanist, a Luciferian. They take you through those things. They don't care if you're a Christian or a Muslim or whatever. They say, come in as your religion. We're going to convert you. We're going to take you to the higher level of your religion. Humanism, love for each other. And guess what? In that, you will be enlightened to the, the next state, which is Luciferianism. Luciferianism is the heart of self-enlightenment.
worship of self. The first commandment in the Luciferian Bible is love yourself with all your mind, all your heart, all your soul. Do, un do what you will in love for yourself is the whole of the law. What's the first commandment in the Holy Scriptures? Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul. Do you see where this is going? There is going to be one, a one leader, but it's the entire human movement because it's the number of man. 666. It's not just going to be one man. It's going to be many. And that's why God will extract his bride from this place. But you can't get swept up with all the, the concerts and the new age Christianity and the progressive Christianity. God has not changed. Amen. Love your brother if he's gay. I mean, if you've got a sister in your family, you are not allowed to judge them. Your sin is no less than theirs. Whether they're a homosexual or whether they're just a white li a tell white lies. There's no difference. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. But we do not accept it as truth or normal because it's not. Because how can a liar not repent and live with you? You wouldn't want to live with a liar. You wouldn't want to live with somebody who's your husband, your wife, or your children who say lying is fine and it's normal. Just accept it for what it is. How are you going to build a relationship with a liar? Hello? It's impossible. It can't be done. Do you, are, are you guys getting this? We're trying to articulate this thing in a way, but we have to understand what's coming. I'm telling you guys, we need to know the word. You see, the Bible says we have to fall in love with the truth. The truth. The truth sets you free from yourself. These guys are trying to set you up within yourself. Do you understand? And it's not that they're waking up in the morning saying, this is how we're going to deceive the church. They're just doing it because they deceived. They think it's the truth. Mm. Don't hate them, but the Bible says mark them. Mm. Why must you mark a false teacher? Because he's dangerous. Because he's damn dangerous. Mark them and keep away from them, but always pray for them, always love them. Why can't the church... Take a stand on what it believes and still love sinners. Why do they have to accept their sin to love them? Don't you know how your father loves you, sinner? You're a sinner and he still loves you. But he doesn't compromise on what is the truth. Because he loves you so much, even though you sin, he wants to bring you out of that place into freedom. And that's what leaders of love do, not leaders of the masses, leaders of feelings. You are called to lead in your family. You are called to lead in your society. Not because you are some great anointed oak that's going to fill stadiums. No, because you are somebody who carries the spirit of truth in your spirit. Don't fight. Don't go out there and fight. Don't go out there and accuse. Don't go out there and do all that stuff. I'm asking you, just go out there and stand on the truth. Amen. They're going to run into you. They're going to bump into you. They're going to shout at you. They're going to try and correct you. They're going to try and tell you that you're false. They're going to try and tell you that you don't love people, that you don't understand what love is all about. Just stand. The Bible says just stand. You don't have to fight. 
pray for them, love them, and hopefully they will see what you carry and they'll come and ask you for the truth. But do not compromise on who you are in Jesus. Who you are as a created being under Him. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Give God a big round of applause. So sorry we ran over. Yeah. So sorry we ran over, guys, but we wanted to get that video out. Is that all right? You forgive us? Awesome. You're not going to mock us, huh? <laughs> False. They said it'll end at 11. It ended at 25 past 11. <laughs> Awesome. Turn to the person next to you and say, man, I love you, brother. I love you, sister. We're in this together. Amen? Amen. You know what? And this is not a plug for, for discipleship school, but 200 Rand is all we charge for discipleship school. You can do it at home online. We will take you through the Bible, and we'll show you the truth, and you will have enough spirit and enough word, and I promise you, you'll never be the same again. Join us next year on discipleship school. Ask anyone here who's done discipleship school in this church. How has it changed their lives? Uh -huh.